Five Nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Good evening, welcome to Five Nights. I'm your host, Smash Africa for the babies. On the radio, Monday to Thursday between 7 and 10. And uh, as you would know, Visual Digital is back. Because I told you I am done taking leave. So I'm going to give you the whole package. In fact, you need to get yourself the 5FM app and catch up on all the other episodes of Visual Digital in case you missed some of those episodes. But tonight, I am joined by the one and only Banele Koza, who is a visual artist uh, born Eswatini, but he's a South African. So we could easily say maybe an exile baby, but he was born in 94. So definitely not that. Good evening. Welcome to Five Nights, Banele. How you been, bro? I'm doing very well, Africa. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's been four years waiting for this, and I'm happy it's finally happening. It is so beautiful when God decides, bro. Yes. Um, God's timing is the best timing. Um, I met you four years ago um, at your exhibition, and I was blown away by your work. And these are the days I used to run the streets of Bram. Yes, (laughs) I remember. If I was not running, I was skating the streets of Brum. Uh, but the point is, I was out and about and I saw amazing work on display. And it was uh, by Banele Koza. And one of the things that, that got me is how you use the KHZ in your name. Yes. Let's start with that. <laughs> what does the KHZ mean to you? And why is it Banele KHZ? So I actually owe that to my le- I, actually my older brother. Um, he had an idea of a company name called SKHZ, ah. but it was an abbreviation of his name and surname, right. which is Bususokoza. Yes. And then I think where I was probably like nine or ten years old around that time, and I was like, oh, that's a great um, abbreviation. Yes. But then he never got on with it, uh-huh. and then I adapted it for BKHZ. Um, which is Vanilla Koza. It's just also like an acronym of my name and surname. And it's also an easy way for uh, people outside of South Africa to pronounce you. Um, to be honest, no. <laughs> like a lot of people are just like, is it BKZ? Is, what is, is it BKZ? Like, oh, and, and I think I like the complexity as well because it's like once you get it, you get it. Yes. Um, but also I think it's something that stays with a lot of people as well. Yes. What is the saying about artists stealing? Great artists steal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you're taking from your, 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 your older brother, it's a compliment. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you are an art fund and you're like, no, Smash, that's not how the, the quote goes. Hey, brah, we're on the radio. But for those who need, really need to know who came up with the quote, uh, Pablo Picasso, and the quote uh, reads, uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal, unquote. Um, uh, so, yeah, I had to flex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're on the radio and, and there's someone who's smarter than you listening, you can't give them that piece of joy yes. that they know more than you. So please sit down. Um, so let's get into visual digital. I want to talk to you about your journey of being um, an artist. Yes. Where, when did it begin for you? I think uh, like probably four to five years old. Um, I think mostly just growing up in Swatini, I didn't have an immediate friend group mm-hmm. where actually my initial interest was to play with the girls mm. um, and like the dolls that they played with. Uh, but they just like outcast me like, no, go play with the boys. And then the boys are like pushing like tires and I'm just like, that's too dirty for me. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And so I just ended up in the middle. And with that, I started beginning to draw 
um, I became curious about drawing faces. And at that time, it looked like caricatures, like, and everyone didn't trust, like, what are you doing? Mm. I think up to probably grade 10, like, people were just like, I'd see people that are way more talented than I am, <laughs> but I just had to believe that I can make something out of this. And I think it was just the space of wanting to belong. Mm. And that I think that was the motivation of being an artist. What were you drawing on? Do you remember what you like? What you first yes. drew on? Um, I drew on like exercise books. Like you know, you'd have maybe a maths exercise book, and then a couple of pages later, like you'd only filled like maybe a quarter. Uh-huh. Then I'd start from the back drawing there. So I actually even have those references even today. You still have them? I do. One can only try and comprehend. If you had to put those on auction, would do you think they would work? Uh, they would, but I wouldn't. Um, Why? I, Why is that? Because it's an archive. I think for me, how I've looked at my practice, it's more a personal archive. And I think mm-hmm. that's an archive that belongs in a museum mm-hmm. than in a public or like, uh, well, actually a, a private collection. Mm-hmm. Um, because once it's in a private collection, then people can't get to know you. And I think Access for, it, yeah, yes. And I think for me, it's important. I, I even keep diaries to this date where they archive my day to day. And I think with that, I want people in the future and they're curious, like, in this period when you did this, what were you thinking? So, because I don't speak too much Mm. or even at all sometimes, Mm -hmm. I think that's a nice archive people can go back to. And your journey of journaling or diarizing, if you like, what, what, what led you to start putting your thoughts on a piece of paper in a very personal and you, if you like, escapism? Yeah, I think it's feeling a lot of emotions and being I think when you're sensitive you've mm. got you feel like you've got so much to say but no one is there to listen so then um, I think the diary became the place at first I called it like a journal just to not make it too emotional mm-hmm. but then later on I gained confidence I think around 16 years old it's like I carry a diary but also just to breach the idea of like because a lot of times people think that girls carry diaries but I feel like even boys should because mm. we've got so much sometimes even emotional traumas that we have dealt with mm. and I think a diary is that place where you can go to and release and I think that way you're able to interact with society better because you don't have the raging emotions or even just like the confusion of emotions the confusion of emotion I've been having a really tough year um, and with that said I took to journaling and writing like the toughness that I'm going through, writing about what I'm grateful for, writing and reflecting at least on some of the things that I wrote um, perhaps in 2020, 2018, 29. I sometimes go back and look at some of the goals I had for myself and I wrote down in 2017. I'm like, wow, you've achieved these goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 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 so for someone who, who comes in and out of journaling and writing, I know the power. And, and I think as, as a society, as a people, we need to encourage um, more kids to start writing at an early age and respecting the privacy there Absolutely. within. Because, you know, when you grow up in a household with other siblings, they might feel entitled to reading what you have written. Don't do that. 
I think even if someone does, like it's whatever they find, that's up to them. The fact that you're open, that's your own curiosity. But I think beyond that as well, for me, I write prayers as well. I think ah. um, with prayers, I literally sometimes I'll write something. 45 minutes later, there's an answer. And I think it, there really is a great power with like journaling. Let's talk about that. Um, your prayers being answered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you reflect, and <laughs> I have mentioned in the interview, Pablo Picasso, <laughs> yeah, that guy lived a tough life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, nowadays, um, mm. we get to even talk to artists on the radio. Yes. Um, we even get to see them um, start absolutely with nothing to becoming these um, institutions, if you like, or, or, or names that are just flung left right and center in galleries and mm. we'd speak of their success traveling the world being appreciated being given flowers while they they can still smell them being an artist today versus what you've read about artists of many decades ago yes. what would you say to them let's imagine that they are ghosts and they're listening to this interview right yes. now what would oh, you my. say what is it like being an artist today I think that's such a powerful question because I think the only way now you can engage with those artists is like through museums. And I think for me, what stands out the most is seeing the power of like an artwork that you make today, thinking it's just for today. And sometimes no one really sees it or appreciates it. And then literally some artists a thousand or like a hundred years later, that artwork is standing in like a prominent and an important um, museum. And it's seen by millions of people. Like immediately, I think um, an artwork that I'm referencing to is Claude Monet's um, Water Lilies. Um, It's at Musée d'Orangerie. And I think the the MoMA as well. Uh Um, And I think when he made it, he wasn't thinking of anything like major to the sense that it would be seen and also have like dedicated rooms for it and each time I've gone to those museums like it's impressive to see that your legacy is beyond what you imagine today yeah I knew I loved art when I would ask girls out on a date um, and I invited them to a museum it didn't click like that time I was in high school I think it didn't click at that time like but museums hold such a special place in terms of people's expression Mm. the lives and times you know and I feel like we a lot of us are sleeping on it Mm. we find ourselves on social media too much when in fact taking a walk at the closest museum that you can access you'll come out feeling slightly better what better is that's relative Mm. you know what I mean because it's information and how we process information and art uh, whether it's visual art or music it leaves people with a feeling you know so Banele you've travelled the world and you are in fact celebrated for a young artist I appreciate that yeah what what are some like what's the most common question you get asked when you uh, uh, doing an exhibition overseas and engaging with some of the patrons who come and check out your artwork mm. about inspiration and the story that you are telling through your artwork? I think um, it, it's actually different questions I would have, but I think the closest is always like, 
where do you take your inspiration from mm. and i think for me there's actually um she's actually south african but based in amsterdam so mm-hmm. she probably now holds mm-hmm. a dutch passport <laughs> <laughs> um and her name is malin dumar and i've yes. actually been speaking about her i think since i first saw her work because it gave me an art career and i was actually privileged to see her retrospective um in venice i think 2 months ago mm-hmm. um and i thought it would be one of those life changing moments for me because um i've looked at her work in different mediums but never seen a full body of work mm. and it definitely was that because what actually did it affirmed me of my journey that it is possible one even though sometimes it it looks like cuz sometimes we see artists that are doing really well in the later stages mm, mm. um and we want it now because with like the instant gratification gen- yes mm-hmm. generation mm. um and i think just seeing the journey um for me it's one of those things that affirms me but then i think something that also asks me it's like what are my aspirations where do i see myself later and i think i'll actually tackle back into your previous um statement about museums yes. I think something that's now cuz um I think much younger like when I was much younger I knew that I had to open a gallery mm-hmm. and I did it's for his later mm-hmm. and now it's a museum that I feel like I need to also have and with that it's literally just holding conversations and holding space for people especially people of color because we're still very afraid of like institutions like working in mm. thinking if do we belong mm. but i think when you change the director and the face behind the institution then it feels more accessible and i've seen that with the space where like got hundreds of people coming into the openings and like that's what i want to see in museums because for me a museum gives me a sense of purpose because mm. you're getting to see people that are just like you like that are odd in society yep. or like misunderstood and now seeing them and having conversations with them and i can tell you there was a time i traveled and i dedicated a week where i was like i'm not going to galleries or museums and i felt lost as an individual oh crazy yeah. bro and then i understood the importance of like museums that they actually at that space where you feel like you belong in society and you know there's something about it's 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 stillness it's yes. serenity it's quiet you know like <clears throat> excuse me for someone who's quite expressive and quite loud and vocal yes. i love that space because you literally can hear your thoughts yes. and if if you are in tune with whatever you are lo- looking at reading about you know you might even find yourself in that world yes. as crazy as it may sound no i'm not on shrooms guys <laughs> <laughs> It's real talk and it's it's so fascinating that you touched on that. I want to talk about the power of having your own gallery. Yes. You speak you speak of the importance of access yes. and our, our our black brothers and sisters feeling free to visit spaces and places like that without having to be seen in society as an upper class or a higher class. It's usually like that. You make a few bucks, now you can enter the rooms, yes. you know? Yes. What what can be done today by us cuz I think we are thought leaders mm-hmm. where we can make people see and believe that these spaces also need their presence mm-hmm. in order for them to be fully occupied. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's is like do you think an, a school excursion taking kids um it's one way of doing it, taking high school kids taking tertiary kids who may not even be interested in art mm-hmm. right? 
I think it's probably starting it much earlier, like at like crash level mm-hmm. um, to early grades, because in that moment they start to see the world as part of that day to day. Because what they see, either if they're in an institution, like different things could speak to the child, and also for them to be open to creativity as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm actually one of. Um, like one of those who actually went through academia mm. throughout and I only did art like from grade 12 yes. which is quite late yes. but I think prior to that I'd, I'd had a bit of exposure into the arts through actually media um, and if it isn't that then a lot of like individuals grow up not knowing because I think we're all creators essentially we are we, we really are yeah. and I <clears> think whichever way you create I think that can be exposed to you much earlier and I think just to also have a broader sense of the world I think art gives you that I, I really love that um, so let's talk about because <clears throat> I look at your Instagram yes. and you know what I'm not a fan of um, a fan of in terms of what Instagram does in exposing artists is like we get singles you know with music yes. you hear someone single and everyone is talking about it and you think yo man I need to be mm. in with the cool, cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. How, do, how do you feel about people experiencing your body of work through time and space because mm. we only have so much time, time. yes um, and are you planning to do something where you take us on a capsule journey, if you like? You say, this was Banele in 2018, and this is what was going through his mind at that time. Um, and it comes back to what's currently happening. Because you were telling me off air that, man, you don't even have leisure time. Business, business, business. <laughs> so are we going to ever get to experience your work from uh, circa 2018 2019, we'll forget 2020 and 2021. Actually, that was an important time as well. Okay. I think that was the year of the introvert. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, like, because because I'm an introvert and I'm always indoors, yes. that for me felt like home. It was just like, oh, finally, I'm, everyone is at home just like I am. Yes. And I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. <laughs> um, but also it allowed a lot of sense of creativity and also dealing with self. Because right. I think if you're constantly on the chase, whichever way it looks like sometimes you you forget about the self and I think for me I got reconciled with that and I think um, so for instance in the idea of capsule um, I've basically been focusing on museum shows lately Mm -hmm. over commercial shows Mm -hmm. because in that way I can tell my story and um, this year early in February around my time I actually showcased with William Kendrich and Sancho Mofugeng in Germany and my by the way by the way google those names those are big (laughs) names big big names Banele is quite big himself. So, sorry about that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But um, in that exhibition, we're looking as far back as 2013 to 2022. Um, so, oh, damn. Yeah. So, you. D- so I love it when I that. ask questions like this. <laughs> and, and actually, from that, it birthed another exhibition in Germany. Um, it's actually one, a big a museum that I'll be showcasing in next year. And also, there, they're looking at. Um, my bodies of work in different stages and I'm hoping to do that now also I've started conversation with an institution in Pretoria um, that recently opened and I want to give people that journey as well Um, so I am conscious as well that as much as it's happening outside of the country I still have to bring it home so I by the way I feel the reason we are having this interview was to come to this point (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel I feel like my question has been answered and and for 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 art lovers and those who want to learn and understand more about the world of art it's it's not hard to grasp just allow yourself to feel absolutely because i think art is a feeling and and nobody has any right to take your feelings away from you no matter how small no matter how big your feelings are always valid now let's talk about let's talk about the future for you yes. what does the future look like apart from what you just mentioned um are you looking at more collaborative work are you thinking of in incorporating musicians i i recently had the brother moves on 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 five nights for music heals a beautiful interview and they were telling me that they were going on their world tour rather the european tour and you know when you mentioned germany i was like that and brother moves on they've been in the forefront of showcasing their music with mm. visual art and mm. telling stories through time right mm. um yeah so what i'm asking you in short is what does the future look like um what are your co-collaborators um where are they at do you know who they are and are you looking to collaborate yes yeah um so the future for me what i'm manifesting um for next year is living six months in europe six months in africa and i think that way i'm able to have a conversation with collectors um primarily and just looking for new opportunities networking and giving opportunities to south african artists um i am expanding into music funny enough um I, I, recently i just um feel like there should be bks at records i i'm very good at learning about it but i feel like i have the tools um to carry through and take care of also musicians in the future um and then i think my collaborators are like i think the last four years i've been very fortunate to walk into the many studios of visual artists and having them trust me and i think at first of our target was like helping emerging mm. but even now super established artists are like looking at me for the way forward um so i think also just wanting to live abroad it's actually learning like what is there and trying to bring it back home because i think it is important that also like europe comes to africa and i think the only way is for us also to be in the same conversation because sometimes if you're only looking at like abroad from your phone it's very limited information until you're there and really grasp what's there and then bring it home i think yeah that's what i need I re- to do i really i really love that bro thank you for coming through thank you for thank you for me. being the light but thank you for being thank you for being an inspiration and you are your ancestors wildest dream bro you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> I, I, I never think about that I, i don't think we ever really grasp that because i think even a few years ago yeah. like it wasn't possible for an artist to have their own space yeah. and actually showcase like the narratives that they care about yeah. so i'm really grateful so i stand with like a million yeah, yeah. man you're standing on shoulders of giants and uh, i always say home is where your blessings are at and the sooner you understand and appreciate that's where it's at you'll never run out of creativity and i deeply appreciate the space thank you for the beautiful interview danko ladies and gentlemen oh man what a beautiful interview five nights with smash africa smash africa